Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. fans, welcome to episode 24 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I'm your host, the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Joining me, we have Mike B. What up, Mike? Corey, what's happening, man? Not much, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, man. With that last episode, it was kind of, it was controversial. Did you, are, are you catching any flack for your pick for the for the greatest quarterback in Jackson State history? Yeah, your pick was very controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But um, like, like, like I said during uh, during the podcast, uh, this is you know as controversial as it gets for for JSU football fans. Everyone is loyal to their to their GOAT QB. There are about seven or eight names you can put out there, and uh, you can make a good case for either one of them. But um, I stand by my, my, my decision. I stand <laughs> by my choice. Um, we can go to the film room. We can look at stats, and I can put them up against anybody. Right. And uh, like I said, hey, I got time. I'm on social media. I'm not hard to find. Michael Bradley, I'm on Facebook, Michael Bradley. You can look in um, the, the Tiger Talk group. Uh, you'll see me post there. Um, if you want to come at me on Twitter, uh, Mike, Mike Bradley, 1906. That's where you can find me on Twitter. So, hey, you know, we can we, we can go toe-to-toe. You know, I, I hear you out. You can hear me out, and and um, I can make a good case for my guy. But um, if you don't know who that is, uh, go back and listen to that The Goat QB podcast, and you will see there we, we talk about it right there. So uh, just go and listen to it. Then, hey, catch up with me. I'm working from home. I got time. <laughs> De- definitely direct all that towards Michael Bradley, not me. Because I'm catching flack, and I didn't even make a pick. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you you um you didn't put your dog in the fight, but you were still right. fighting. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we brought you on today, man. We want to talk about uh, this interview that Coach John Hendrick just had with ESPN's uh, Paul Feinbaum mm-hmm. show. Great interview. He shared a lot of uh, you know insight on, on what he's up to, and just you know some things con- uh, concerning the program. So we want to play some of that audio, kind of let everyone know. Uh, kind of starting off, he talked about what he's doing to stay in touch with the players. Well, basically, I guess what a lot of other people are doing, everything we're doing is through technology. Uh, obviously, uh, you have different platforms you can use, from Zoom to uh, meets and different things of that nature. Uh, trying to make sure that we stay up with our players academically. My assistants every day are in contact with our players uh, about the academic work. I have an academic meeting about every day with our academic people uh, about kids, our kids doing assignments. Uh, we're meeting with them over the platforms, uh, having position meetings, 
uh, our strength coaches sending workouts and, uh, you know, texts and phone calls. I, I, I text a couple every day. I phone call different guys just to make sure I stay in touch on a individual basis with our players and uh, just trying to make sure that we they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and keeping ourselves busy trying to make ourselves better. And, Mike, you know, we had Coach Daryl Asbury on recently, and he basically said the same thing as far as how he's staying in touch with with his players during this downtime. So how huge is it to have that kind of technology to not only communicate with the players but also check in on their progress in the classroom? That's great. That's great. And that was something that I never really thought about um, with, um, with with everything we're going through now. Uh, coaches can't really, you know, reach out and touch guys like they want to. You, you can't go sit in the classroom and make sure guys are uh, paying attention and staying alert. So – uh, that could really be a potential threat to the success of our program with, with coaches not being able to do that, uh, you know, physically. So uh, for them to be able to, to uh, catch up with them on Zoom, send them texts, uh, he said he was in touch with the, uh, with the academic staff to make sure uh, guys are staying on task. Uh, that, that's really a good, um, a, a good uh, opportunity that we have there to, to make sure that those guys are staying um, staying on task, doing what they're supposed to do. So uh, kudos to Coach Hendrick and his coaches and uh, the, the whole GSU uh, staff, academic staff working with him. Right, right. You know, he also talked about the financial challenges that FCS programs like JSU face and even lower tier FBS programs. But the advantage that we specifically have with the crowds that we draw. And he also mentioned the importance of those money games versus FBS teams. Well, everybody else is in, in the same boat. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. All of us, even if you look at some of the lower level uh, FBS programs, we're all in the same situation. You know, especially us, we have to play some of those money games in order to make sure we make all our ends meet. And uh, not to be able to play would, would really hurt us. Uh, the one thing that we have, I think, that helps us to be a little bit different than most programs at our, at our level is that we get good crowds at home. You know, we average, I think, 30-something thousand fans a game last year. So we make a little money when we have our home games. But uh, playing those money games is critical for us and our budget. And uh, the way people are talking now about the season starting late or not starting on time would really hurt us if we could not play those September games. You know, Mike, we've talked about our attendance numbers a lot on the podcast, but how fortunate are we to have this fan base to help us kind of offset those financial disadvantages? Uh, very fortunate. I, I think we're blessed. We're blessed to have the following and, and the fan base and the brand that, that we have here at JSU. It, it allows us to be better equipped in a situation like this where we, we may have to sustain some, uh, some economic down, downturns. So it's good to have that fan base that we can lean on that we can – you know, reach out to the masses and say, hey, uh, you know, things are a little bit different this year. We need you guys to come out in droves. And we can be confident that we can get, you know, 20,000, 30,000, you know, butts in the seats to us uh, to kind of help us uh, offset whatever loss we might have from, from possibly losing these non-conference games and these money games and so forth. Right, great point. And, you know, he also, you know, talked about those money games and the the the, the significance of those games and, how it's mutually beneficial for both sides. Well, it, it helps us. You know, uh, we, you know, I've been on both sides of it, Paul. You know, I've been at the uh, FBS level and at this level and at this level. You know, the finances are not the same. And so, in order to for us to make sure that our budgets and our other sports and, and even us in football, 
uh, where we need to be financially, we play those games. And uh, some of them, you know, you've had someone where some of us at our level have come up and beaten some of those guys, and people scoff at those games being played. But I, I don't blame either, even some of the other programs. Everybody talks about uh, why do they play those games, but they need uh, some, some, a break at some times, too. You know, when you're playing an SEC and you're playing an SEC schedule, I mean, adding extra SEC games beats your football team up. And, uh, you know, the, the injury impact and whatnot that you get from playing those extra games uh, at that upper level, uh, just it, it's too much on the human body. And so that, so that they can have a break and so that we can make some money, you know, it, it's, it's a win-win for both of us. Mike, you know we have a we have an outspoken <laughs> fan base to say the least, and there's always been kind of a yeah. divide amongst our fans about playing in those money games. But coach makes a great point. So where do you stand with this? Uh, personally, I've never had a problem with money games. Uh, I know, like you said, a lot of people do. It's one of the polarizing subjects when it comes to JSU uh, sports, and and really, I see fans throughout the SWAC and MEAC, You know, their fan bases have any discussions as well. Uh, I'm sure if Vic was here, he'll tell you that he hates uh, those money games. He feels that you don't learn anything about your team. If you go out and lose, you know, 75 to 10, what did you learn about your team? What do you know about your team going into the next game? And uh, to, to a degree, he has a point there. But um, I like spring sports. You like spring sports? Do you like track and field? That money has to come from somewhere. So we have to have those games to uh, to, to, to to fund those programs. Uh, alumni support ticket sales they only go so far you know there's just the reality of it i dream of a day where one day um we can sustain without the pay-for-play games but for now this is the reality so we have to have those those money games right right and you know with, with all that's going on right now with this coronavirus that that has sports on hold and definitely there's you know talk about how that could potentially affect football season kicking off uh Coach talked about the implications of potentially not playing some of our early season games if the season doesn't start on time. We'll play. Uh, we have some what we have traditional classic games against right. Tennessee State and things like that. But we have tremendous crowds and we both make a pretty nice little income off those games. And so, and like, as I said, we have we do a pretty good job at the gate at home. And uh, so that helps us and alleviates a little bit of pressure off of what we do. And we have a great fan base here at Jackson State. Our alumni do a great job of showing up and supporting the program. And uh, so we have a little bit different situation to some, but we're no different than any other one when it comes to us needing to make that money early in the season. I mean, if we don't play early, we miss our Tennessee State game, which is also a big gate for us. Sure. Our first home game, we'll, we'll probably have a tremendous crowd. That would hurt us. That would really hurt us not to be able to play that first home game. And so uh, just, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a trying time for us all. But uh, the best that we can do is just to make sure that we uh, stay focused and continue to work and keep looking at trying to make sure that uh, we dot our I's and cross our T's while we're sitting at home trying to be football coaches. And he went on to talk about a scenario that's even worse than that, you know, potentially not having a college football season at all. It'd be really tough on us. Uh, I can't give you all the particulars. You'd have to talk to our the people who handle the money, but I, I would think that would hurt us not just in football, but it would hurt our athletic department as a whole. 
And uh, we really need to play football this year. And as I said earlier, it's not going to only hurt us, but it'll hurt some of those mid-majors and people like that because they're not so far ahead of us in money and having money problems. So it's just, it, it, it would hurt a lot of people. You know, some of the power fives, they, they'll get through it. But some of the low-level guys in the, in the uh, Sun Belt and, and uh, the MAC and some of those other conferences, they, it, they would have a problem. It's just the same kind of problem that we would have here at Jackson State, the SWAG, or the NAC or any of the other leagues. You know, Mike, we're in uncharted waters with this with this entire pandemic, but this scenario would be totally unprecedented. Can you even begin to imagine the ramifications of that worst case scenario where there is no college football this year? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. You know, Corey. Every time I read these articles, they say they may have to cancel games or we may have to uh, cancel the season. And I just, you know, I keep scrolling or. You know, I plug my ears and, and, and just try to tune it out. But uh, it is um, at, at this point, we can't rule it out. At this point, we got to consider that a possibility. And um, I can't begin to imagine the ripple effect that it'll cause on um, not just football, but uh, all, all of our uh, programs, all of our sports programs uh, from, you know, the coaches, you know, players, when they lose eligibility, when they gain eligibility. Uh, you know, you have coaches who are in contract years. Uh, you have um, even even the Power Five schools. They they probably won't be as impacted as much, but they depend on football to fund their other sports as well. You know, they have you know high end volleyball programs and softball programs. Their money comes from football, so everyone will feel the impact of it, and uh, it it could possibly change college college sports for uh, for a long time, if not forever. Yeah, I, I agree, definitely. Wow. All right. And uh, Coach also talked about the money games that we have already scheduled. Well, I have a great AD and Ashley Robinson who does a great job of scheduling for us. And uh, we, I think we have all of our so quote unquote money games. I think we're scheduled all the way up to about 2023 uh, with teams that we're going to play. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, we'll play Southern Michigan down the line. Uh, we'll play uh, Louisiana Monroe. And uh, a couple other people, but uh, we're we're pretty much scheduled all the way to 2023 with those games. And then also, I think our contract with the Southern Heritage Classic runs to 23. Mike, we've praised Ad Robinson before on this podcast, you know. But how impressive is it to have all our money games through 2023 already scheduled? You know, I'm I'm very content and I'm very pleased with, with the job that uh, the Ad Robinson is doing. Uh, you know, I've always you know, admire the fact that, you know, other programs, they will have their schedule booked out uh, so far in advance. And, and sometimes we'd be trying to figure out in, in, in April who we're going to play in October. So uh, I'm very pleased at the job he's doing and getting that, getting that ironed out and getting that scheduled uh, so that we as fans can, can make our plans as well. So uh, my hat goes off to A.D. Robinson and his team doing a great job. All right. And Coach Hendrick also talked about what he's doing during this downtime. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I get a little start crazy. I was I interviewed a little earlier, and I told him I get a little start crazy. Sometimes I uh, sit on the front porch and read. Sometimes on the back porch. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time watching video. I mean, it, that's a good part because I'm, I'm watching a whole bunch more video because I don't have 
all every administrative thing that I might normally have or the traveling things that I might normally have if I was in office. So it's allowed me to sit down and I've watched a lot more recruiting video. Not that I don't watch it, but, but I've, I've been able to go through. I get hundreds of emails a day. And it's given me a chance to go through those emails one by one and look at kids because they send me, they don't send it to my sisters, they send it to me. And so I go and get a chance to look at kids and if I like one, I forward it to the assistant who's at that recruiting area and do our recruiting coordinator. And then uh, I've had a lot of opportunity to sit down and watch. I've got games filmed from other people to watch what they do defensively. I think that's helped me uh, to watch. I've watched some special team stuff and uh, read, read a lot. Um, just trying to improve myself in, in other areas. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of reading and uh, studying. And so it's been good in, in that regard. But in terms of just not being able to go to work and not being able to have the camaraderie with the assistants and not be able to see my players on a daily basis and deal and put hands on them has really been tough on me. I, I tell the players every week in the text, man, I miss you guys. <laughs> you know I mean, I, I really do miss seeing you guys. I love you guys. And, uh, uh, really, hopefully, hopefully this thing will get over sooner, sooner, better, more so than later. You know, Mike, I'm seeing a lot of people who, who have to, you know, work from home now, but they don't mind it. They'd rather work from home than get up <laughs> and physically go to work. <laughs> I know I do. Day. I love, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what about a, a football coach like like Coach Hendrick, who's been coaching for almost forty years? Can you imagine how awkward this has to be for him right now? You know, especially during the spring. You know, he's at home. Right, right. Yeah, th this is uh, again. We can't overemphasize, you know, how much of a novelty this situation is. And I can imagine for uh, coach, coach, coaches can't work from home. You got to be there. You got to be on on the field. You know, in the, in these kids' faces. So for him, it's got to be. Um, you know, unprecedented, something that uh, something you probably tell your grandkids about, you know, the, the time that you were coaching from home. So um, it seems to me like he's been doing a lot, a lot of reflection, a lot of reading, you know, reaching out to players, you know, telling them he missed them, you know, you know, giving, you know, giving his players the, the flowers while they can smell them. So um, I think what you're going to see when uh, we get back to some normalcy here is you're going to see uh, a rejuvenated Coach Hendrick. Uh, because there was something that you took for granted that uh, you no longer do. So I think you're going to see a rejuvenated coach, rejuvenated coaching staff. Uh, so hopefully he'll be able to take uh, the negative that we're experiencing now and turn it into a really good positive. Indeed. And, you know, that was a pretty cool – it was pretty cool for Coach Hendrick, of all coaches, uh, to be a guest on the Paul Feinbaum show with our ESPN, representing Jackson State University. You know, I'm pretty sure they could have had their pick of FCS coaches to come on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that, that, um, that Paul Feinbaum, you know, interviewed him, you know, a swag coach and FCS coach for that matter, because, you know, I, I, I turned to his programs for, uh, for SEC news, you know, but, you know, it, it, it was really good to hear him on there. And, um, you know, it just, it just goes to show you that, that Jackson State, even though we've experienced some, um, some downtimes lately, we're still, uh, the class of the swag and one of the more notable programs in the FCS. Absolutely. Also, some good news for our spring sports seniors. A.D. Robinson announced that they will be allowed to return and compete in 2021. He recently spoke to WLBT about it. 
every decision we make, we have to make it for our student athletes because it's all about our students. We wouldn't be able to do, we wouldn't have an opportunity to do what we do if it wasn't about them. We're looking at anywhere between two and three hundred thousand dollars in scholarships to bring our seniors back. You know, of course, we're not an institution that have two or three hundred thousand dollars laying around, and that's my first focus. You know, my first focus is student athlete support. So, you know, most of our dollars will go into uh, student athlete support. So, we will adjust our budget and adjust some things that we did in the previous year that we won't do this year to make sure that we can support our student athletes. That's some really awesome news, Mike. Uh, how happy are you for those seniors? And, and way to go, A.D. Robinson, for figuring out a way to make it happen financially. Uh, I'm relieved. Uh, I'm relieved to see that uh, A.D. Robinson is uh, putting the, the student athletes first. And um, I really felt bad for the seniors because they weren't going to uh, experience that that uh, the next year. You, going into your senior year, you always have that, that next year mentality. And um, this, this COVID-19 situation is kind of, uh, swept that opportunity away for for a lot of uh, you know uh, rising seniors. So um, it's good for him to uh, recognize that and give those those student athletes an opportunity to uh, come back in and ha- have a strong senior season uh, when, whenever that happens. Um, I'm also pretty confident with him being the AD that uh, we'll find a way to to, to fund those programs. Um, you know, there are several things you can look at. Uh, maybe more paper play games and basketball. Um, I've never really been a fan of that uh, because with basketball, your players are pretty much living in the airport from November to December. But um, lately, we haven't been doing that a whole lot. But you know, that's an option that we have. Uh, but again, we can we, we can definitely get creative and find a way to um, keep our seniors um, back for and have our seniors back for another year. All right, and, and more good news for our students. Uh, Jackson State University will refund or credit prorated room, board, and parking to students that are no longer on campus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The prorated amount will start on March 16, 2020, which is the first day that classes would have resumed if spring break had not been extended. Room, board, and parking refunds may be a direct deposit or credit to a student's fall 2020 semester account. And we, we were wondering if they would do that. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely, you know, happy that they were able to make that happen for the students, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about that on, on, a, on a previous podcast. Uh, really glad to see that because um, right now it's not a good situation for anybody. And we have a lot of, a lot of kids who are, who are in need, who are in dire straits and um, it's the right thing to do. And I really, uh, again, hats off to the way this administration uh, interim, interim president and everything, but we've been handling this situation uh, so very well, and uh, my head goes off to all of them. Really good job. Indeed. The I love. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners, and again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. Leave a question or a comment while you're at it, and we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show, and tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting every episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag Pack the Vet.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.